Welcome to the Legends Lounge on the Country Sport Breakfast. Karam is waiting. Joe Karam, infielder Williams, breaking through at halfway. Brian Williams. Steele is back. That's the goal line. And Williams has scored a try. Remarkable. McDonald feeds going. Karam again. Kicking for Williams. Lewis Dick pressured by Williams. Brian Williams going backwards, looking for space. And through and getting it. Great try, Brian Williams. And the legend himself, Sir Brian Williams, joining us this morning, reliving some great moments. Eden Park, a very, very wet Eden Park in 1975, the test matches against, or test match against Scotland. Morning, Sir Brian. Yeah, kia ora, uh, talofa, uh, Brian. Talofa to you too. You'd remember those moments. That was like playing in a lake, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, there was talk about uh, perhaps the game uh, being cancelled, but um, on, on the day... Uh, the All Blacks wanted to play. Uh, the Scots didn't appear that they wanted to play. And <laughs> as a result, uh, we, we won comfortably. Oh, absolutely. Let's go back to your beginnings. You uh, went to school at uh, at Mount Albert Grammar School. And that's where rugby started for you from the first 15 onwards? Uh, no, not so much. I, I actually played for the Ponsby uh, Rugby Club um, and also the Ponsby Rugby League Club. Uh, prior to going to Mount Albert Grammar School. Uh, but, but certainly my first 15 uh, career was with uh, Mount Albert Grammar School. And um, uh, from there, I, I went back to Ponsonby as well. Gee, a little bit of league thrown in there too. Were you tempted to play league? Well, I, I played league for quite a while, actually, five years. And then I had another year um, some years later uh, when I was about um, oh, 13 or so. Uh, so, so you know, league wasn't my uh, DNA uh, from the early days, but um, circumstances then uh, took a hold. My, my two brothers were playing for Ponsonby Rugby Club and uh, my, my rugby league club disbanded. So I, I was coaxed uh, to go to play rugby and uh, I'm, I'm rather pleased because it <laughs> turned out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't. You turned out pretty well. You're right there. When I spoke to you yesterday talking about this, I said, I want you to be in our Legends Lounge. And he said, well, you know, I'm not a legend. You're an absolute legend of rugby. <laughs> You've got well, a, thank I mean, you. some, amazing, some amazing stories to tell. I mean, as a 19-year-old, you were selected to play for the All Blacks. And in that team were all your heroes, weren't they? Yeah, there were. Um, you know, people like Colin Meads and Brian Lahore, um, later Sir Colin and Sir Brian, and um, and so many of my other uh, heroes that I'd, I'd grown up um, during the 1960s absolutely idolising. And um, so suddenly to be uh, selected alongside those guys was uh, pretty daunting, I've got to say. Were they? What were they like to sort of, you know, you were 19, there were these... Massive guys, great rugby players. What were they like to you as the as the rookie, so to speak? Well, they were scary. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be in their company and I'd get shivers down my spine, not not knowing how to address them. And you know, do I call them Pine Tree or do I call them Colin or do I call them Sir or <laughs> all that sort of stuff? But um, you know, once you start playing and and uh, you become uh, one of the boys, then, um, you know, you're soon welcomed into the fold. 
And you were chucked into the deep end because the first tour you did with the All Blacks was the 1970 South African Rugby Tour where, uh, you know, you scored 14 tries over there. But apartheid was rampant over there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, apartheid was, was a political system, abhorrent uh, though, though it was. And uh, the three Māori boys and, and myself were, were labelled as honorary whites, which, you know, to me and others was an absolute nonsense. <laughs> we we uh, knew what we were. We, we were certainly weren't honorary whites. Uh, um, and, and um, you know, but we, we got over there. Uh, I, I was obviously wondering what was going to happen. In fact, I've, I, I had a bit of a panic attack as a, as a plane touched down, just wondering how it was all going to go. And then, um, but in, in the event, you know, I got eventually got on the field and uh, scored a couple of tries and, and I was away. And then, of course, you were selected for the test teams as well, which would have been a, a great feeling when your name was, was read out. Yeah, most, most certainly. Um, one of my club mates was Malcolm Dick uh, from Ponsonby, and um, so I'd, I'd grown up absolutely idolising uh, Malcolm. And um, so he, he was on the right wing, I think, that day, and I was on, on the left wing. So uh, uh, pretty pretty pleased about that. What was it like for you just prior to, you know, you were playing for Auckland when your name was uh, announced as an All Black, as a 19-year-old, hearing your name read out? It probably would have been B.G. Williams. What was that reaction from you like? Well, it was a, a dream uh, come true, really. I'd, I'd um, You know, from the age of about 10, when I I'd started playing rugby, I'd, I'd uh, you know, followed the... the um, uh, rugby followed the All Blacks um, religiously, and, and um, I guess I, I wanted to uh, be like my heroes. And um, so, so when when my name was read out, it was like a dream come true. But um, that particular day, I'd, I'd got a whack on my, my right hand uh, during the All Black trial, and uh, suddenly people were coming up to shake me by the hand, <laughs> and, and my hand was throbbing. Fortunately, it wasn't broken, but uh, yeah, so that that uh, was a bittersweet moment for me, I guess. You played 38 tests, I think, for for the All Blacks, for New Zealand. Is there one game in particular for you that that stands out to say, "Hey, that was probably the best game I've ever played"? Um, well, I, I, I guess in South Africa in, in 1970, um, you know, I was I was in uh, pretty good sort of form uh, after a while, and. Um, you know, a couple of the tries there, I guess, uh, the, the try in the fourth test uh, when I sidestepped uh, two or three of them behind the goal line and scored under the bar. That that was uh, a, a, a test uh, that, that sticks in my mind. But, of course, we, we lost that test by three points. So uh, I probably shouldn't remember that uh, <laughs> too fondly. <laughs> I mean, it would have been tough going over there, though, playing the, playing the box at that in, in that era because they were tough, weren't they? Oh, they, they sure were, and, and um, you know, I guess it was very much part of the political system too. You know, the Boy de Bond um, uh, were a group who who believed that you know white supremacy and and to to keep um, the Springboks at the the top of the tree, and um, and hence uh, you know we we had trouble with uh, some of their referees as well, which uh, <laughs> didn't help the course. When you retired, you turned to uh, to coaching. You've been involved with the Ponsonby Club for for so long. You're still involved with that? Yeah, I am actually. I'm I'm still on the uh, committee of uh, 
suggested to them that it might be time for me to move on, but uh, they won't let me at the moment. So uh, <laughs> still on the committee there. Fantastic. And also now, would you ever thought back, say, when you were a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old, that you would actually see a Pacifica team playing in, in one of the biggest competitions in the world, the, the Super Rugby competition? Well, as, as you can imagine, I'm, I'm particularly pleased about that. Um, I, I was coaching uh, the Samoan team in um, 1995 when rugby, um, it was announced rugby would go professional. And, um, you know, the Samoan team, uh, as had Fiji, uh, had, had made quarterfinals of Rugby World Cups. And uh, to be left out in the cold like that uh, was was pretty um, galling, um, upsetting and... and uh, you know, lot, lots of a sense of grievance about that, and um, so so here we are, 26 years uh, later. Um, the opportunity has uh, come up, um, albeit through um, the COVID-19 scenario, I guess. So the opportunity has arisen, and uh, here we have a team in Super Rugby. Absolutely, and they kick off tonight. It's going to be uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be a tough one for them against the Crusaders, isn't it? Well, most certainly it is. You know, the Crusaders are one of the best teams in the world. And, um, you know, but by the same token, I I, um, I suggested to the boys that they're, they're lucky, really. They've, you know, it's been a, a rotten week uh, in many respects, uh, losing Inga uh, Turigamala and, and Joeli uh, Vindiri. Um Very, very sad uh, for, for the families. You know, condolences, obviously, uh, to them. Uh, and and you know the protest at Parliament and and um, uh, the the Russia um, invading uh, Ukraine, lots of things uh, to to be upset about. But as I said to the boys, um, they're lucky. Uh, they're the ones who get to go out uh, on on Friday night and and, and play uh, the game that they love against one of the best teams in the world and. It's, it's been a long wait, and, and um, you know we've only had the one warm-up game, so I guess the guys will be a bit rusty, um, but they'll also be uh, very, very excited. Um, we got dusted up a, a bit by the Chiefs in the warm-up game, only one warm-up game, uh, so it's, it's going to be a, a tough ask for sure, but uh, as I say, they're, they're lucky. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you would have been close to the late Inga and Joeli as well, so that that was very sad indeed. Yeah, yeah, very, very sad. So, Brian, thank you for joining us today. We could probably talk for ages about those tries and your your games, but uh, it's been great just having you and chatting with you. Thank you so much, and thank you for your contribution to uh, to rugby in New Zealand. No, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. So, Brian George Williams in our Legends Lounge today here on the Country Sport Breakfast.